Hey everybody, welcome to In Tune with Calhoun. We are the Calhoun County Area Chamber Visitor Center's official podcast. And joining me today is Andy Green, the Director of Continuing Education Outreach at Jacksonville State University, as well as the Co-Chair and Education Subcommittee Head for the Calhoun County Complete Count Committee. Lord, that is a lot. <laughs> so welcome, Andy. How are you? Thank you, Ashley. I'm doing well. I appreciate you having me on today. No, I'm glad you could be here. I know circumstances being what they are with COVID-19 and the pandemic, it's interesting trying to work and communicate right now. A lot of Zoom, a lot of conference calls, all that fun stuff. It is, but if anything, we have learned throughout this entire uh, pandemic that we are experiencing that uh, we're resilient and that we can still conduct business through technology. It's been wonderful to have events uh, through Zoom and other platforms, especially with chamber members. So we're, we're still staying connected. So we're actually planning, you know, our, our monthly business after hours is typically like a nighttime event um, with drinks and all that fun stuff, just unwinding. But this month we're doing from two to three o'clock. We're actually going to have it themed and I think it's going to be bring your pet. <laughs> I thought that would be kind of fun. <laughs> Oh, that's a great idea. I'm actually, uh, as we're doing this uh, interview right now, I think most everybody might know that we're doing this through uh, through Zoom. And uh, and so I'm on our back porch. And so here in a little bit, my, my pet Rosie, the cat might jump up in my lap. So I know our <laughs> listeners won't be able to see that. But uh, if she's in my lap, I will certainly let you all know. Too funny. So yeah, let's, uh, let's go ahead and talk about the census. You know, this has been our kickoff week. The official date was April 1st. And what a day to start, Lord, in the middle of this pandemic. And not only that, it was April Fool's Day. Luckily, people did that in good spirit. I know it's it's hard enough right now on people. I didn't see too many kind of hurtful pranks this year. So, No, I think as I read, most folks canceled uh, April Fool's Day. And I think that's quite all right. But one thing that was not canceled is uh, Census Day. Uh, and uh, maybe just go ahead and we'll start this out with dispelling any confusion. Uh, April 1 is the census day, but it is not the day that you have to complete the census by. And so uh, that day has already passed for 2020. April 1st has already passed, but uh, participants can still uh, complete their census. It's very much like the way uh, a business, sometimes a restaurant will do this and have a soft opening. Uh, and, and some retail will do that as well, where they have a soft opening. They figure out all the issues and, and go ahead and start gathering in um, some of their, uh, uh, you know, customers. Uh, yeah. In this case, the Census Bureau goes ahead and gets those who self-report early. Uh, and then there's that big grand opening. And, and hopefully it's one of those chamber members where we get to do a big ribbon cutting uh, for their grand opening. And we just announced it on that day is that's when it's going to be opening up. But it's been open for a little while. Um, and the census does the same way. And so uh, back around the second week of March, uh, around March the 10th, 12th, somewhere in there, is when uh, the first uh, communication went to households in Calhoun County. Uh, at that time, we were not in a social distancing order. And so uh, people were still in the office and hopefully getting those um, information pieces sent to their home address and encouraging them to complete the census since then, um, almost every household by now would have received that invitation to participate in the census. And since that time, we, uh, we have looked at the self-reporting data. I've not looked at it right before our call here, but just looking at it again last night, Calhoun County is already at the 40% threshold for self-reporting, which is uh, very good. And in communication with Census Bureau representatives, that is the expected for this time by April the 1st to be at 40%. Uh, unfortunately, um, once you get that threshold, many persons do not report 
uh, beyond that. And so everyone who's going to do self-report usually does that by April the 1st. And so um, certainly with April 1 having just been this week, uh, we're still in the throes of getting to encourage everyone to complete their census. And I know that we did have some concerns. We got a lot of calls um, as far as people that hadn't received their mail piece. And I've been told by our public affairs coordinator, Angie McVeigh, over the chamber that the reason why so many people get their mail with a P.O. box, so they're not going to get that mail at the house, but if they're not able to go to the post office to get their post office box, then they're unable to get that as of right now. That's that's right, and and it is an unfortunate that maybe not everybody would receive that invitation. But don't, let's be clear: this is not a party. This by invitation only. Uh, this is for everyone. And so, um, the way the Census Bureau does that invitation to participate is really more again. It's that ahead of April the first. I hope by now everyone who's listening to this podcast and specifically across the country knows that uh, this is a census year. There have been tremendous amount of efforts uh, spent from the Census Bureau uh, to encourage participants to respond. But here just locally, the Complete Count Committee uh, that you mentioned, of which uh, we're actually both a part, uh, we, we both play roles with that, but that we have been doing that on a local level. And so it's our hope that even if someone did not receive the invitation to respond, that they would still respond um, what is exciting about 2020 is this is the first year that participants can do the census online. Uh, in the past, uh, you could do it over the phone or you would be able to complete the questionnaire and mail it in. Uh, and if you did not do either of those, then you would have an enumerator. That's the person who comes and enumerates or counts. They would come to the uh, door and knock on the door and open and they would do the household count that way. And so uh, by completing the census online, it does increase some engagement. Uh, but it also uh, does uh, open up some new opportunities. So getting into areas where maybe they don't always receive mail, they, they know they can complete it online. Absolutely. Good deal. I know, I think a majority for Callan County last time I looked have taken it online. That's how they chose to participate. So if we've already met, you know, our goal on the complete count committee was to get 80% participation. And it's like, great, we're, we're 50% to our goal. But it's like you said, like, we got to get the rest of that 40%. <laughs> That's exactly right. And and truthfully, Ashley, with this um, uh, working from home and doing so much, it's a great time to be able to complete the census. We, Everyone has, is hopefully fitting into the new norm. Uh, we, we hope it doesn't last for a long time, but uh, as we are at home, this is a great chance to complete the census. You've got maybe five minutes. It doesn't take too long, depending on how many are in your household. Um, but we, uh, we are trying to encourage every person possible right now to complete it uh, so that that those social distance measures can stay in place and that we are not uh, getting closer into the uh, summertime frame where there might still be some social distancing orders and now enumerators cannot come to the house. Mm -hmm. um, and so, or if they do, they're going to knock on the door, step back six feet and, um, and then that will be completed that way. But a lot of times persons just don't answer the door, especially when it's someone they don't know who, who's, uh, who is actually there. Uh, for the purposes of our conversation, I did go ahead and pull up the information. It's available for any person to see our self-response right now in, the, uh, in Calhoun County. Uh, across the entire state of Alabama, self-response is at 42.9%. But in Calhoun County, we're at 44.2%. Oh, that's uh, great. So we are right now above the uh, state and the national average. Uh, and you're right. Right now, our Internet response rate is 32.3%. Overall, for the 2010 census, Calhoun County's self-response was at 65.1%. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So we're inching closer to that self-response. And self-response is whether that be the person completing it online, uh, on the phone, or if they were to mail in a uh, census form. Uh, anything that is done by an enumerator is considered not to be self-response. Good deal. So yeah, so we've been working on this committee for so long. I mean, if I remember right, I joined the committee as the healthcare subcommittee head. At the time, I was working at uh, Northeast Alabama Regional Medical Center or RMC for short. And that was about August of 2018. And when I think back to it, it's like, it was so far away, but also it feels like it was just yesterday. <laughs> you know, it does. And, and really, as you think back to that time frame, the way I got uh, kind of kind of started with it is uh, the now JSU acting president, Dr. Don Killingsworth. Uh, at that time, I was reporting to him as that he was the chief external affairs officer and I was the director of community engagement. And he said, hey, there's a meeting at the chamber uh, about the census. I can't go. Would you mind going? And <laughs> sure, I'm happy to go. You know, I'll take great notes and bring those back to you. And and then uh, so as I, I went in and sat down with uh, Robert Jackson uh, from Consolidated Publishing, and I believe Robert Houston might have been at that meeting. If he wasn't, I know he came on so. just a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, Linda Hearn, of course, our, our um, uh, they're at the chamber, and there might have been one other person in the room, if I remember correctly. But I took down the notes and came back to Dr. Killingsworth, and I said, hey, you know, it's the information about the 2020 census. They want to make sure JSU is heavily involved. Uh, what would you like for me to, to do? And he said, I want you to serve on the uh, committee as the <laughs> chair. <laughs> so sounds vaguely familiar to my experience as well with uh, CEO Lewis Bass. <laughs> isn't that how it works? But, I, you know, I, I know that you and I and everyone who's a part of the Complete Count Committee uh, were there for a particular reason, uh, and that's not necessarily expertise, but it's the, the, the networks that we have within our respective areas. And a lot of those are through the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, and, the, and, and the Chamber has afforded us that chance to network with the others. And so as the Complete Count Committee was formed, we did try to make sure that we had as many areas represented as possible. And so uh, we were really one of the first uh, Complete Count Committees formed in the state of Alabama. I believe that Shelby County might have been uh, just ahead of us, if not maybe right there at the same time. Uh, but we were doing our best to, to get out ahead of everyone else. And uh, and so as the committee really kind of got started, as you said, there in uh, late summer, early fall of 2018. And now that's almost two years ago. Wow. Gosh, yeah, it'll be August, hopefully before we know it. And then maybe this will all blow over as well. <laughs> Gosh, and we did, we had, we so our kickoff day Wednesday, we'd planned on doing cookout and count, and it was going to be like a great, over at the chamber, we just invite the public to come have good cookout with us, burgers and hot dogs, and obviously that wasn't able to come to fruition, but um, theoretically, maybe sometime over the summer, before uh, July, August, we'll be able to get these folks together again. Yeah, I would imagine so. If, if we're given that chance, I, I believe that we will try to do that. Um, the, the Complete Count Committee knows that uh, through our educational outreach efforts uh, to just inform persons to about the census that we have been successful in many ways. Um, we have uh, done our very best to reach out to populations that are identified as hard to count, and that's by the Census Bureau. And so that's where some of our subcommittees have come in. And so uh, that hard to count population might be those who are transient, uh, those who are homeless, um, those who are non-native English speakers. Um, and, and then certainly uh, the, the, the census track I'm sitting in right now, 2701, uh, which uh, involves uh, Jacksonville State University. Uh, that has uh, been always a low response area, and uh, much of that is due to the um, 
the, the majority of JSU students being uninformed. And that's not just JSU, it happens at other college campuses. Mm -hmm. And so by not having Cookout and Count, um, you know, that is one event where we were hoping to get uh, a lot of our uh, business and industry persons uh, made aware of, of now it's time to respond. But we had some events planned at JSU for the month of April. There's a great event there every year that the Student Government Association, uh, as well as others, come together and put on. It's called Cocky Stock. It's kind of yeah. our. <laughs> you're an arts person from JSU, so you know about Cocky Stock. It's our homage to uh, Woodstock in 1969. So now, 51 years later, uh, we're, I, I, we're not having Cocky Stock this year, but we had planned to do some uh, tremendous outreach there. But really, right before the social distancing orders and all came in. Uh, Angie McVeigh, Linda Hearn, and myself were at one of the uh, Thursday night basketball games at Jacksonville State University, men's and women's games both, and uh, where we were giving out some t-shirts to students. We were giving out uh, some other census uh, swag and, and really just catching them and, and letting them know that if they live on campus, then the university will report them. Mm -hmm. uh, but if they live off campus, um, and meaning if they live in the city of Jacksonville or wherever they live, uh, that's where they need to be counted. Right now, we're being presented with a unique situation. Um, with all of the JSU classes moving to an online format, uh, our students are now maybe back home. Um, the The message did come from uh, administration just uh, uh, just this week that students who are living in university housing would be moving out very soon. And so we know that our students are spread now all across the uh, Southeast and, and the United States. Um, and so they may be back home now, but they still need to complete the census in Jacksonville because had they not uh, been issued uh, an, a stay at home order or, had the university not moved to an online class format, they would still be in uh, Jacksonville, which is where they need to be counted. Yeah, I think this is definitely a strange census. I mean, we, we everything all ramped up, ready to go. And then, I mean, no one could have expected, you know, a pandemic to come in. Um, but like you said, it is a unique challenge. And as long as they were here, living here April 1st, I think housing, is it the 7th? I believe six or seven. Yeah, April the seventh is when university housing students will be. Um, and now, not all students have to move out if there's an extenuating circumstance. We know some of these students uh, don't have maybe a place to go, or maybe where they would be going is is to a place that where they could not be sheltered um, and and stay safe. Uh, and then there's also if they're moving to an online class format then uh, it's possible where they're going does not have high-speed internet or, or a connection that's going to allow them to continue their classwork online. And so if there is a student who um, is in one of those situations, they have been instructed to just reach out to housing and they're working with them on an on a individual basis. And, and some I know of already have, have been granted that chance to stay. Uh, certainly the desire right now is everyone's safety, but I do think that uh, as we look back on 2020 census year, there might be an asterisk next to it. Um, you know, it's important to count people. Uh, and in complete count committee, we say the reason we count people is because people count. Um, and I know this year we are still counting people, but it is obviously going to be a, a different, uh, different kind of account. Right. And I know there was some concern too about the international students, but they were also instructed to reach out to housing. So I think the tornado was another time two years ago where students had to be brought into some people's private homes to take care of them because there was no housing anymore. <laughs> yeah, so the university has experienced some uh, disruption in the spring semester around the same time. Uh, right now, we're on it every two years. I was used to snowstorms my senior year. I had two full weeks where it was just like, I guess I'm just hanging out of the house. <laughs> yeah, that, that must have been uh, the spring of 2014. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> 
So I, I was, of course, a part of the university at that time. And yeah, that's right. We, we would be out for a snow or an ice event. And uh, but, you know, as we look back on our response to the to the tornado, um, that was something that you, you have some advanced warning, but really just a little bit. This is something we knew was coming as well, but you just don't know to what extent. And so um, like the tornado, uh, once the sun came up on, on that Tuesday, uh, you know, we were able to assess what needed to be done and, uh, and our leadership and our experts were able to, to really just tackle it and, and say, here's what we're doing. And so from an academic standpoint, we paused. It was in the middle of spring break anyway, but, uh, but we paused and, and then classes resumed. Uh, some of those did resume in an online format. Some of those resumed in a different building. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, with this situation, it's a lot different. And so we just, the sun comes up every day, but we can't see what we're trying to attack. And so we're just uh, continuing to follow the order of, of experts and, and um, stay home, stay away. Whatever it is we need to do is to just um, continue to stay well. Oh, goodness. So I know we're trying to be strong as a community right now, but is there anything that we can try to educate our leaders on? Maybe it's like a, just to follow up. I know we've spoken to a lot of the civil organizations and churches, um, our interfaith ministries. Is there anything in particular we can tell them now? I know that a lot of the church services have moved online, so they can still reach their congregation that way. But um, now, one of the things that, that we have continued to um, to try to push is just stay in contact and, and mention the census. Obviously, right now, um, the water if there was a water cooler talk, uh, no one's at, at the office. Uh, some are, and we appreciate those who are continuing, especially in those uh, essential fields and primarily there in healthcare. I know that, uh, as you just mentioned uh, a little bit ago, where you had worked for Northeast Alabama Regional Medical Center, um, I know you still have so many friends and, and loved ones that are there, and, and as we all have them in that field, um, you know, we think about them right now and um, and know that the census is not the first thing that's on their mind and, and understandably so. Um, and but but for those who are are working from home and those who are doing other things, um, you know, talk about the census, especially if you've got kids at home um, with with the state department of education moving to uh, kind of an at home instruction where schools are providing the, the learning materials. There's probably not necessarily a civics lesson that's going to have the census mentioned in it, but it's a great time to mention why the census is important. It's constitutionally uh, mandated. And so because it's in the Constitution, it's something that we uh, are to do. And so the reason we do it is not just so that we have a count, uh, but there are so many implications. And so uh, right now, it's, it's really hard to say, well, uh, you know, a lot of funding comes from census uh, because, as we see in times of emergency, uh, dollars get reallocated. Um, there's stimulus packages and there's, uh, you know, other orders that are put into place that allow a mayor maybe to go out and procure what they need for their city without going through the uh, procurement process. But, you know, the census is important from a population standpoint, uh, because when we're operating with normal business, um, that is what um, government leaders, that's what um, business leaders, that's what decision makers are using uh, to identify how many people are in a speci specified area. Um, and so the census provides that count, and it's only every 10 years. And so we have 2020, and then we'll wait till 2030. Um, and so if we miss anything this time, we don't get to make it up. We have to wait until 2030. There are projections that the Census Bureau will do, uh, and those projections are also used, but there's nothing like the real data uh, that comes from the census. So right now, what I would encourage community and community leaders to continue doing is check on the welfare of those that are around you uh, during this time of uh, pandemic. 
people staying at home. There are some that are still getting out because they have to. There's some that are getting out because I think they want to, and we know that's not best. Um, but check in with, with everybody that you know um, and, and drop a line about, you know, hey, have you completed the census yet? It's not something that's maybe pressing for everyone because our wellness and, and well-being is, is first and foremost. Uh, and I believe we're going to get through this pandemic. Um, and, and so, but once we get through it, it might not be time for us to do the census. The, the count date might not be out there anymore. And so uh, we've got through the summer to get this census completed. I know I think even if just doing the census could be like a temporary distraction for people, it's just like, when I think about it, it's like, it's kind of like my American duty. Like I've gotten real big into voting as I've gotten older. And it's just, it's so important as a citizen to use the rights people have fought and died for. I mean, that's the basis of our country, right? But it is. And, you know, even just here in the state of Alabama, where we had um, the primaries that were delayed, uh, that were scheduled to happen uh, just last month, is the census has only been pushed back two weeks as far as some of the, the specific dates. Uh, the census is not canceled. Um, you know, with all the other things that are being canceled, um, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking to see some things that are uh, postponed, uh, but it's really hard to see things that are canceled. And so that um, one of the things that's just come out is the Chiha Challenge is, has been uh, canceled for 2020. That's a huge impact to, to the Calhoun County area for tourism specifically. But, um, you know, but to see that that's and, and we know that we'll have that again next year. Um, but it's, it's not happening this year. And so that's, that's really hard to, to see, but the census is not canceled. Uh, it's the, some of the reporting dates have been pushed back two weeks. It's still out there. As you said, it's a civic duty. Um, and it's not something that the federal government is saying, well, because of this pandemic, we're just going to cancel the census or we're going to right. just say, well, it really doesn't matter. It matters so much that the federal government is still relying on the census being completed. I know. And I think one thing I try to focus on now is, because we get those federal dollars from the census, everybody that contributes now, that's federal funding we might have later for another, hopefully we don't have disaster or some type of crisis. The more federal dollars we have based of our population, the better we can respond to things in the future. You know, you're right. The programs that, uh, that, is, that are funded based off some of that being census data are things that are, that are serving some of those areas in healthcare. Medicaid and Medicare specifically are based on, uh, on the population count. Uh, and so we know that there are other factors that come into play, but this is one of those that we can make a difference on, that we can uh, have a say in, and that's just by simply responding to the census. Mm-hmm. It's as easy as that, making a positive impact in your community. <laughs> All right, Andy, do you have anything else for us? Well, if you have not figured out by now, I want everyone to complete the census. Um, <laughs> You know, and, and some people have said, well, what's in it for you, Andy? You're all the time talking about census. You're the like just the new census guy. Um, and, and that's okay. That's a moniker that I will gladly wear because uh, I maybe only get it every 10 years. <laughs> uh, but uh, but it's, it's important um, to me because, you know, I'm a part of this community. I'm from Calhoun County. I was born and, and raised in Piedmont. Uh, I live in Jacksonville now. Uh, I want to make sure that Calhoun County uh, remains and continues to be uh, a place for families to live and to thrive, for businesses to be able to provide uh, their services um, and to provide jobs to to those who are living in the area, for healthcare to be at the best it possibly can, for our roads, uh, bridges, and all of the transportation thoroughfares to be in the best shape they can possibly be. 
And one of the ways that we can do all of that is through our participation in the census. And for me, if, if I have to be the one who's uh, doing the tune in with you today, uh, <laughs> if it is um, doing an interview for uh, TV 24 uh, or sitting down with a news journal and, and, uh, and doing a little spotlight there in the newspaper, I'm fine to do that uh, because I know that it's, um, it's important because, as I said a minute ago, people count. Uh, the people in this community, they matter. Um, we, we are seeing that, that spirit um, right now in the midst of this pandemic, how neighbors are helping neighbors. Um, and so one of the greatest things that we can do to help one another is to just uh, to, to check on each other, to ask uh, how you doing, and not just uh, ask because you feel like it's an obligation, but to really uh, ask to, to see is there something that someone needs. And right now we know that there are needs in our community. And so uh, what are those needs that we can be a part of is just by simply completing the census. Good deal. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking to me today, Andy. I know this may just be getting started and hopefully this will be done soon, but at some point we'll be able to get in person together as a committee and hit the ground running. So I just want to thank you again for coming on today. Um, and yeah, I hope you stay safe, stay healthy. You know, if you ever need anything, the chamber's always here. Thank you, Ashley. It's been my pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>